0: Um, the other thing is that this morning is um, Memorial Day weekend, and uh, so we wanted to just pause for a moment and to just to remember those that, that have died, that we might have the freedoms that we have this morning, this very morning, to be able to to come here, to gather together, to have this kind of religious freedom, um, so we want to, to remember and to, to stop and to think about that. Um, we don't want to take for granted the freedoms that we have um, for those that paid the ultimate sacrifice. Um, for us and so let's take a moment and I want to just pray um, to thank God uh, for that and for those and to pray for those families who have lost loved ones so let's pray dear God we just um, thank you um, for the people that you've raised up that um, that might fight uh, for us for freedom we don't want to take for granted that freedom that we enjoy uh, here in the United States Thank you for the men and women who gave their lives uh, that we might worship you uh, and be able to worship freely. I pray that you would comfort and care for the family and friends who have lost loved ones this morning. We are thankful uh, for people who would be willing uh, to fight for us. Please bless our country with uh, continued freedom and peace. Amen. So yeah, enjoy your three-day weekend. And um, as you are jumping in the pool or barbecuing or whatever you get a chance to do, just do take time to, to pause and to remember and to, and to appreciate um, what we have. Also today, if you didn't notice, was um, student-led Worship Sunday. And so we had some of our students that got a chance to, we'll, we'll thank them at the end. You know, you can clap. But, um, but they were leading us in worship, though. Um, not if you're performing, but they get a chance to, to help lead and so once a year they help us orchestrate uh, the, the service and um, we love doing that and it's been a pleasure to do that and so it's a lot of fun um, I've been um, a pastor and, and leading students for about 20 years I know I'm that old um, it's, it's kind of funny though that I also get to um, take part in, in helping oversee the missions department here at Greentree because when I was when I was a little younger I don't think I really saw much need for international missions. I kind of thought everything, well, we had a lot of need right here um, in our backyard um, with students and, um, and that we can look in, in our our schools or our neighborhoods and there's a lot of students that, that needed Jesus and um, they were right there for us to be able to share the gospel with. But now uh, one of my favorite things to do is to lead students out of the country on short term mission trips um, because I believe um, I got a chance to see what how students are transformed on those trips, but also see the kind of um, being able to, to meet needs of others and to share the gospel and to just see what God is doing in other countries and other places. It's just been such a privilege uh, to see that. Now it's actually one of my favorite things to do is to, to lead students on international missions trips. And this summer, actually, we're going to do another one. We get to go to Haiti um, with our college group. So Mallory and I are going to lead a group of college students uh, to Haiti. This will be about my fifth time going to to Haiti. And um, it's really good for me um, when I go. It's it's humbling for me and a chance to just see what God is up to. He is a big God and he is doing amazing things um, around the world. And for us just to take part in that and to see that is a lot of fun. Um, with, um, I used to go there with my last church, and we used to um, uh, work with an organization called Grand Goo, and um, this word has a special meaning, meaning. The couple who started that organization was from California, and we would join with them and go down and serve, but um, the way that she explains the, the meaning of this name, um, her name is Carrie, it's, um, her, the way she explains it is like this, how they came up with the name Grand Goo. Carrie said, It takes me back to the very first time I traveled to Haiti. I didn't speak any Creole, any Creole and I hadn't been on a missions trip. Suddenly, I was in a remote village, passing out food, food and visiting homes, trying to process everything that I was seeing. Really desperate conditions, extreme poverty and sickness. It was on that village tour that a little girl followed me around for about an hour, saying the same thing repeatedly. I couldn't really make it out, but she said it enough times I caught grand goo. I didn't know what it meant, so I just smiled and went on with the rest of the visit. At the very end of the day, I asked a translator what she was saying. He said grand goo means hungry. She was telling me that she was hungry and Carrie says, wow, that was the first time that I ever heard a person who was actually hungry trying to tell me so. I thought about that, that fact that the people on my trip were praying in the village and sharing the gospel, but that we were trying to fill empty bellies with words. It broke my heart. These people perhaps needed the gospel, which they did, but they also needed food. I tell you this story not because it's Mission Sunday, right, uh, but because of Grand Gu and what it is doing a part, as part of community renewal um, in Haiti, and they've been renewing uh, uh, that community for years now, and um, I've I've seen. Actually, I think I have a picture of it. Um, this is some of the boys they rescued at least fifty boys off the street and have put them in, in housing and given and given them um, food and shelter and put them in school and helped them with job training as they get older for that. And it's been an amazing thing to watch that um, this couple literally um, work you know, with the Haitians and to transform the community that they were in. And I believe that as God renews us in the gospel, that we must seek renewal of the community that's around us. I take students really f- to developing countries because I, the physical need is obvious and students love and get excited to help um, share the gospel, but also like share food and do uh, service projects that can help. I share this story um, because sometimes uh, it's easier to see the need in, in another community um, or maybe even um, somewhere else in the world. Uh, but today our sermon is about community renewal. Uh, does, does our community need renewal? Um, if you ask Tom Ricks, you know, what is, um, he would probably say, well, Webster, they, they need renewal, right? You know, he, he likes to pick on Webster and he's like, well, they probably do, we should start with them. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I've just got here the last three years. I, I don't really know, but I, I like Kirkwood though. I mean, Kirkwood's a pretty special place. Um, this area of, of St. Louis is a pretty special place overall. But, um, but really, the answer still is, does this area, does our community, does St. Louis, does it need renewal? And I would argue that yes. Yes, we need renewal. So today's sermon is in a sentence is based on our mission statement, which we've had for the last few weeks. Well, we've had the mission statement longer, but the sermon in a sentence is based on that. And um, our mission statement is, our mission is to know Jesus Christ to serve him in joyful obedience and to make him known by growing disciples, planting churches, and renewing communities. And so that last part is what we're gonna be talking about today. And I'm gonna be using different scripture passages because it's a bit topical on this, and so I'm gonna be jumping around a little bit. Um, But one thing that sums it up, it comes from Revelation 21 when it says, Jesus says, behold, I am making all things new. And so that's going to be the title of the sermon as well. It's just, Behold, I am making all things new. For us to really understand why Kirkwood or St. Louis or the United States or for that matter around the world, why we need renewal, I'm going to start with a, a, um, a painting from David Arms and um, it demonstrates creation, fall redemption, and consummation. So it's, it's the story of the Bible, right? You may have seen this picture before. This was painted f- um, for the, the last church that I was, I was in. It was commissioned there, and, it's, and it hangs in that church. And um, it just, I, I enjoy just the way that it encapsulates and, and shows. I'm, I just, I'm visual. It just shows um, the story of the Bible. It shows Scripture right here. And so what you first see is, is, is creation, and that community had Adam and Eve and, and God, right? You know, and you had Adam and Eve and God. And how cool would that be that you just get to commune with God, get to hang out with God, and in a place that there was no sin, that there was no corruption, there was no death, there was no sickness, there was no fighting. How many of you guys fought on the way to church? Everybody fights on the way to church, right? But I don't know. Maybe it's just my family. But, you know, no fighting. Um, there's perfect harmony. Right, perfect paradise. I don't know. Even if you go, even if you go to the Lake House, I mean, there's just stuff going on, right? Even if you go to the wherever you go, there's just there's just right. It's it's um we don't we don't we hardly, can hardly remember that. But if you look at that panel, that's what that was. There was life, and what comes next is um is is the fall. Sin entered into the world. You guys know this from Genesis three. That community that that once was was quickly and utterly destroyed by the fall. Sin entered the world and affected what? It just affected affected everything. And uh, I don't know about you, but um, everything I, I get it because everything in my house is broken. I don't know, you guys, have to get, it's spring cleaning, right? I don't know. It's the honey do list time. I don't know, but everything seems to be broken. My air conditioner broke. My um, my brakes broke. My internet went down. My I mean, I'm right. I mean, just right. It's, everything is everything is broken around us. I don't. It's just. Frustrating um, to have things that are broken. My grass won't won't grow. I don't know. You, you guys, everybody around me has this really nice grass, you know, and it's like mine. Yeah, no. I guess it takes fertilizer and care, but whatever. Um, but water. Yeah, I don't. I don't do that either. They got sprinkler systems. You know, they're no the nice houses. I'm just yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Not only that, but also our relationships are broken. Um, I don't know if you've noticed that around you, but um, if not, yeah, look at yourself. But, um, but all of our relationships have trouble. All of them do. It's, and it's, you know, it comes from the fall. It, it utterly affected everything. Um, there's now death. Death has entered the world, and it, and it will affect us all. Last week, we had more news of school shootings. Um, there's sickness. We just had a family friend die of um, brain cancer. Um, there's just evil in the world. There's so much murder and violence. And now we can't even remember what that first panel looks like. You know, we can't imagine a world without sin. Even here in Kirkwood, we too have been affected. You and I have been affected. Our children have been affected. We've been, we made mas- national news for a drug problem, right? I mean, why is that? Well, we, have, we have hurting kids. You know, we have, we have hurting kids kids. Our marriages are struggling. There's divorce, affairs, neglect. These are current issues right now in in, in our congregation and and in our neighborhood. Alcohol abuse is is rampant. Um, Materialism, pornography, physical and sexual abuse, extreme anxiety, loneliness, debilitating illnesses. Am I right? We're starting to see that? Sometimes it's easier to see the effects of the fall when we go into um, other countries and we, and we see that. I don't know, maybe it's just easier for me, but like I go to Haiti and it's like, oh yeah, there it is. It's all around. Um, but I think if we, um, even in our community, we pretend a lot, right? But even if you pull back the veneer just a little bit, right? If we start to just pull it back a little bit, we will start to see and we start to see the effects of the fall. And, uh, and it, it has affected everything. And so what happens when Jesus enters the scene? Uh, That's panel three, right? And he starts to push back on the effects of the fall. And behold, he is starting to make all things new. It's not fully done yet, but he has started that. And that process has begun. And um, he brings hope. He brings hope to us. Um, Jesus begins to usher in his kingdom here on earth. And so Green Tree... Jesus starts with renewing communities, and he starts first by renewing you and me. He starts by renewing us. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus saves us from our sin and then transforms our lives. As he transforms our lives, he puts us into a community, right? A community like this in church, and we need the church. Tom talked about um, church planning. Churches are good. We need church, and we need more churches. We wanted that to continue, We also need discipleship. And Daryl talked about discipleship. And and discipleship is part of our renewal. And as our church begins to be renewed through discipleship, then Green Tree, as Green Tree Church is renewed, then we go out and we renew what? The communities around us. And one day, Jesus is coming back for his bride. And what is that going to look like? Well, that looks like the fourth panel on the right. Um, That when everything is made right. Does that sounds good? And everything is made right. and We get glimpses of that here on earth, but we can hardly even imagine that. When everything is made right, everything is good. But until that day, what is our job? Um, God gives us a job, and the job is that, that we get to join him in his kingdom building. He is building a kingdom. In panel three, he is building a kingdom um, here on earth, and he calls us his ambassadors in it. And we get the job of what? Reconciliation. Our job is to reconcile um, relationships. Um, As he reconciles us to himself, we go out and reconcile others to him. And we get to be reconciled with one another. Just like Carrie, though, in in Haiti, um, as we are renewed, we can't ignore a little girl that's walking by saying, grand goo, grand goo, hungry, hungry. We must act, and we must be about renewal. So that is part of our mission statement. Is that actually, though, our mission? Are we on it? Are we going to do it? Um, and I, th- and I, I think that the, the answer really is, I think it's a great mission statement. I think it's, it's a great thing to be about. And the, really kind of the question is, then, well, then how do we do this? And this will be a, part, a two-part sermon, so you don't have to have it all today. i will come back and clean up everything that, that I messed up on. So... <laughs> You can listen or go to Sunday school or whatever. But, um, but anyway, today we're going to be talking, though, about uh, the first part of community renewal. I thought it was real important to first talk about renewal, right? It's just that, that's kind of the key part. It's talking about renewal. And, and so I think this happens by renewing of, of our minds, of our heart, of our ears, of our eyes, and of our touch. Okay, so yes, five-point sermon. Here we go. Um, it won't go long. But, but as the gospel uh, renews us, we can't help but then act. And so how are we going to start? We start with um, gospel minds. God renews the way that we think. Isn't that good? I think it needs to happen. I mean, I know, I know as I talk to people, like, <laughs> their minds need to be renewed, right? I mean, as that's you and I. Our minds need to be renewed. And, and, and Romans 12, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. As we study scripture, we are transformed. We start to think more and more like Christ. Have you been changed over the years from reading and studying scripture? I mean, I hope so, right? I mean, that's kind of the point, right? The Bible's not just for information, but for transformation. And so um, it's not just for information, it's transformation. It's not just so that you can get a few extra points on trivia nights around here. There's a lot of trivia nights, right? It's like, well, I know that one. You know, it's not really that. It's really, so it's about us being transformed and being transformed in the gospel, um, I went to Covenant College, just like uh, Tom Ricks did, a um, lot of years later. But anyway, um, we learned—we still learned same things. Uh, learned about Christian worldview and the, how we see how we see the world should be impacted by our understanding of scripture and so um, like this picture when you are looking through the lenses of scripture and you see right so it's kind of we put our our lenses on we see scripture that's how we then now view the world and as our minds are being renewed by scripture um, we are changed right our minds are changed the way we think is changed and so what could this look like? Well, we could move from an understanding of selfishness. Feels like feels like all, all the babies are born that way, isn't it? I don't know, Maybe it's just my kids, but we're just born, born selfish in a sense of, and it can move us into like generosity as we start to understand it. Uh, we could move from taking care of ourselves to, to, to loving our family. Um, it could look like from a mentality of hate to one of reconciliation. We could decide that our job is to care for the poor, the orphan, and the widows in our community, right? The Bible talks about it, and it's, it, we need a renewal of the mind because, you know what? it's not the first thing that we just tend to think about. Oh, yeah, I'm going to help the, the poor and the needy and the orphans and the widows. Oh, yeah, it's just not what naturally comes first. But we need a renewal of our minds. The leadership at Green Tree is, actually, is, is really asking some good questions. They're asking about what does God want us to be doing what opportunities does God want us to take part in? Our elders are asking, is, is, is our community better because Green Tree is in it? And a lot of times, I mean, we we'll say, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that are. But, but what other ways can we do that? And we're seeking to have some directional alignments as a church leadership and what we believe that God is calling us to do. And it's kind of fun to be asking those questions. It's fun for us to look at, God, what are the priorities that you are putting on our hearts as he's renewing each one of us and as he's renewing our church? C.S. Lewis said that if we read history, we find that those who did the most good for the present world were the ones who thought most of the next. To be heavenly minded is to be more earthly good not less, right? So not only do our minds need to be renewed, but also our hearts. Uh, the gospel renews the way that we love our neighbor. And um, you know that you know the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You guys know what it is, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. So basically it's nice and easy, right? Love God and love others. Go ahead, let's go. <laughs> Um, but I think what it, what it looks like is there's a sermon preached by Thomas, or Thomas Chalmers, and he said the, it was called the explosive power of a new affection. And that was based on 1 John um, 2, and it said, from there, it said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. As we love God, we will love the things that God loves. Sanctification is the process of becoming more and more like Christ. Left to our own devices, we tend to love ourselves and not only what, and kind of the things that just make us happy. But God is changing us and he is in the business of renewing hearts and making us a people that's after his heart and what he loves. Uh, John says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you you also are to love one another by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another how are we doing you know how is that is that shown forth in our community uh, by how we are loving each other by how we are loving our families by how we're loving one another so god is not only renewing our minds and our hearts but he's also renewing our ears and what i mean by that is the gospel teaches us to listen to god and to each other. And the Holy Spirit is, is leading, right? The Holy Spirit is leading. Are you listening? What has he put on your heart to do? If you don't know, maybe ask others, you know, how has God gifted me? What are some things, right? I mean, you can ask others. Um, you can pray about that. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. You can befriend a neighbor. Um, you can get involved with all among us, Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at that. That was good. Um, but, and maybe learn from somebody that um, that is different than you, that has different struggles than you. Um, one of the biggest lessons I think that St. Louis, that we as a community needed to learn from Ferguson, was how much more we need to listen to each other. We're not only we're just we're we're just not hearing each other. We're talking, but we're really not hearing. Um, speaking of of hearing, I don't know. I think some of you guys' hearing's off. But um, when uh, Laurel or or Yanni, uh, Laurel, right? Okay, you heard it. No, it's Laurel, right? It's Laurel. Okay. Well, oh, let's let's do it for real. All right, you can play it. Laurel, Laurel, Laurel. All right, raise Laurel. Your, uh, no. Laurel. Raise your hand if you heard Yanni. Anybody? Oh. The, you guys are crazy. Alright, raise your hand if you heard Laurel. Yeah, there it is. So see, did you see that? Let's do it. Well, raise your hand one more time. Yanny? How many people? Look at this. Look around. Like this is like half and half. You know, Laurel. You guys are not you guys are not listening. Alright, one more time. Laurel. 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 Right? It's Laurel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so Do you know why that happens? Yeah, I don't either, but whatever. (laughs) But I do know my point from ringing it up is that are you listening, right? That's my point. Do you have gospel ears? If you did, you'd hear Laurel, but (laughs) the Holy Spirit speaks in that tone, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I'm listening. But renewal starts, it starts with us, right? So renewal does, it starts with us. Are we listening? It starts in our homes and to go a little more serious, right, in our marriages. Husbands, are you listening to your wives? You know, like, Ooh, let's go back to Laurel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but are we really listening? Um, parents, are you listening to your children? Um, they have precious lives and are we really listening to them? They need you to hear them and that's a It's oftentimes they're just, you you know, you're not hearing me. And that's just, it's, it's a challenge, but it's hard when we sit with someone who's grieving the loss of a loved one. And right now the green tree community family, we've had a lot of loss. Um, and there's a lot of people that are, that are grieving. Um, and we get the opportunity to sit with people who are grieving and to, to hear their heart and hear, to hear their pain. Uh, we also must listen, um, to the needs just of, of our neighbors. And so before we just rush in and do community renewal, right, we all got an idea. Everybody got an idea what that is? All right, let's go. And um, instead of doing that, we need to listen um, to our community and, and about what they think is, um, is needed and what, instead of what we think is broken. Uh, community renewal is not just to make ourselves look good or for me to feel good and just jump in the community and look what I've done. Uh, right. Oftentimes the church um, at, at large, I won't blame Green Tree, but the church at large, right, runs in and does those things. And that's why books like When Helping Hurts have been written. Right. Because sometimes we just didn't listen first and to what is really needed um, and how can we really come alongside and, and not just give our fix to it and not just make us look better. Um, but, the lo- but the love of community renewal is it definitely has is, is other Uh, focused. It it has other centeredness at its core, right? Thinking about the other. And God is just not about renewing um, our minds, our hearts, our ears, but he's also about renewing our eyes. Um, Gospel eyes. The gospel gospel helps us actually see people. And I think that's a key part in in what we're, we're trying to get across is James 1 27 says, religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the father is this. To visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So who do you see? I mean, really, who who do you see? Jesus, who did Jesus see? Jesus saw the shunned, the sinners, the adulterers, the tax collectors, right? The lepers, the disabled. I was having a conversation just um, uh, a few weeks ago and, and somebody mentioned, you know, there's 14 to 19% of the population is disabled. And I was like, no, I don't think I knew, I don't think I knew that. And I didn't know that, I don't think I've, I've seen or cared for uh, that group of the population as well as I could have, right? Uh, my, my, youth, my last youth group from Nashville, they, they did a service project in Nashville and um, while they were on the project, they started to see how many homeless people were in Nashville. Their eyes were open basically to a whole new world. And um, they couldn't just do nothing after they saw that, right? They had to do something. They saw how many of those people out that were homeless were just were hungry. And so they started making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And they started to, to make them and bring them on Sundays. And they started to be happen almost, almost every Sunday. They just had a lot of fun doing it. They started making sandwiches, going downtown Nashville, handing them out. And um, they, they kept doing this until we had to stop because we found out it was illegal to feed the homeless. I mean, that's a whole other sermon. i are not going to go there today. But, but it's true, right? I mean, it, there's a way that Nashville, the laws wanted us to do that, but we couldn't do it the way we were doing it. But what I was proud of was our students saw a need and they went after it and they they went after it and had a blast doing it. And it was so much fun. They saw people, right? The gospel started to impact them and they started to see people that they hadn't seen before. Um, So who do you see? I see students, um, and what I mean by that is like I'm a student pastor, a family pastor, but I see students. For me, uh, community renewal looks like ministering to students. I have a picture from our kickoff um, from Wednesday, and uh, we there was a lot of energy, there was a lot of fun, there was a lot of food, there was a lot of games. Um, it was it was we had a we really had a, a, a good time. Um, but aren't students awesome? I mean, they are they're they're so good, but. But I'll, but many of them have been have been are, are hurting. Many of them have been sinned against. Many of them are 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 lonely. Um, there's so much going on in that picture. Uh, if we could zoom in on on individual students and on individual stories, there's so many stories that are going on. Um, and you, I, I think you'd be surprised just um, at the amount of things that that these students are ca- are are just carrying, um, the burdens that they have. And God, But God's helped me see them and has given me a heart that, that cares for them. How about you? Who, who do you see, right? Um, maybe some of you see orphans. There's, there's people in our, in our church that have adopted. Uh, who sees the widows and the single moms? Do you see the refugees? Because there's a lot of refugees that, that are in St. Louis. They literally are our neighbors. Um, they are here. Do you see them? Who sees the elderly? Um, our church actually regularly does a worship service next door at Bethesda. Um, who sees the poor? Who sees the lonely? Who sees the, the brokenhearted? You see, God sees you and he sees me. That's kind of us too, right? The, the, we're in that category too. God sees you, he sees me. And he brings. he's starting to bring about renewal in us, in our brokenness. And um, God sees all the needs that people have and he helps us start to see them too. And he doesn't just see them, right? He actually acts, he acts upon them. And so not only does God renew our, our minds and our hearts and our ears, right, and our eyes, but he also renews our, our touch. And what I mean by that is gospel touch. Uh, the gospel compels us to offer a healing touch uh, to others. Jesus puts his words into action, right, as he went out and he literally put his hands to things. James 1.22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Jesus led by example. He renewed communities by, by rolling up his sleeves, right? Getting his hands dirty, um, welcoming the little children. He was healing the sick. I mean, even the lepers, right? I, you know, it was like, eh. no, but he, he went in. He was, he was healing the lepers, those that were outcasts from society. That's who he ate with. That's who he shared a meal with the ones that were forgotten. So where are we speaking up for those who don't have a voice? There's people in our community that don't have a voice. Proverbs 31 says, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all those who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. I don't know, open your mouth. There's a, there's a role for, for, for you as you see it to, to, to speak up, to speak up for those who need a voice. And for some of you, you have that voice um, and can use that. Jesus is, is making all things new. He is in the process of, of um, and he invites you into that work of kingdom building for you to join in the kingdom building and to to be a part of that renewal. So where are you in that process of renewal personally? Are you being renewed? Do you see the need for renewal? Do you see your role in, in in renewing of the community that's around us? Um, I, Zach Dimitri is one of our um, seniors, graduating seniors, actually, and uh, he uh, is, is our summer intern, one of our summer interns, and he spoke at the um, baccalaureate that we hosted for Kirkwood High here, and some of the words that he said, um, I, 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 it resonated with what I was talking about here, and so I asked him to speak about renewal in his life and renewal at Kirkwood High, and I just wanted him to come and share for a few minutes. Zach.
1: Like Eric said, I'm Zach Dimitri. I've been a student here at Green Tree for about seven years, and uh, now I'm the summer intern, or one of them. Um, But up until this year, I really didn't think much about renewal, at least not on a personal level. I grew up in a Christian home and kind of felt like there was nothing about me that needed renewal. I went to church and youth group every week, did well in school, and really didn't have much weighing me down. But I eventually started to realize that I cared a lot about what other people thought about me and at times it got a little lonely. I had no confidence in myself, and my loneliness came from not putting myself out there. I was scared. But the high school youth group here at Green Tree changed everything. I found a comfort and a love and acceptance that I had nowhere else. I felt connected, happy, and secure. This was a glimpse of a greater love. It was a glimpse of God's love that he has for every single one of us. His love is endless and limitless. It doesn't matter what you look like, how talented you are, how athletic you are it was unconditional. I started to put myself out there more with this newfound confidence. I gained confidence in myself and started to do the same at school by putting myself out there, and that fear for what others thought about me started to go away. Now senior year is over, and it was one of the best years of my life. I was encouraged in countless ways and shown greater love than ever before, and I was renewed. But this renewal is so much bigger than just me. I graduated from Kirkwood High School, and especially in my last two years, I have seen a huge amount of renewal within those halls. Some of my strongest friendships at school were built simply because we were both Christians and we talked about our faith. My class sponsor, Cindy Ricks, created the most unique atmosphere I've seen at KHS. She fostered community, connection, and service among my class. Between service projects and fundraisers, her room was a place for any and all to come, feel welcome, and secure. And that community extends outside of the Kirkwood High School halls. I was pulled into K-Life this last year and started so many new relationships. I got to witness how an 8th grade math teacher from NYFER can transform people's lives through the ministry of K-Life. He pursues and connects to students beyond anything I've seen. And these people, these students, faculty, they're central to life at the Kirkwood School District and do everything out of faith and love in Jesus Christ and his people. Their investment in the students has been renewing Kirkwood person by person, and it's incredible to witness. But still, there's more to be done. There are kids at Kirkwood who have never heard of Jesus. There are broken family systems, racial barriers, and social inhibition keeping Christianity out of the picture. Drugs and alcohol are a real problem at Kirkwood. The school's newspaper published survey results that show that a majority of students, that's over 50%, have tried jeweling or vaping. Drinking and smoking show up at all kinds of parties that the students host and attend. Greentree found a home right at the center of the Kirkwood community. Our job is to engage with the people and spread the love of God. It could be as simple as one Greentree student inviting their friends to Roots or Sunday school, or maybe reaching into our circles to find people around us who don't know Jesus, and that could change someone's life. Our community will find more and more renewal each day. I remember a couple years ago, I was sitting at a Kirkwood football game with Eric. He looked over at the student section and asked, how can we get that to Green Tree? And that question is just as important now as it was then. That's the question we should all ask. How can we show the people around us what it means to know Christ? Thank you.
0: Hmm. Well, as the worship team comes up, Yep, come on up, guys. Um, <laughs> Nathan, you're the best. Yep. Um, it, uh, the, the, the real question is, um, kind of like Zach, each one of us has a story, and each one of us is part of renewal. Um, the question just kind of becomes, which part of the kingdom um, are you getting a chance to, to uh, build with Christ? Um, he is calling all of us to that work. Um, how is your mind, your heart, your ears, and your touch being renewed today? Let's pray. Father God, we love you, and uh, help us to love what you love. Help us to see uh, the way that you see people in the world around us. Help us have continual and contagious gospel renewal that profoundly affects our community.
1: In your name we pray. Amen.